Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You're listening to the Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalong. FM 104. It's Room 104. It's Cormac and Saoirse here. Remember, you can listen back to the full shows and also get all the interviews and the features on their own for your handy listening when you're going out for your stroll or your walk or run or whatever. Up on the Room 104 podcast, Acast, Spotify, iTunes, all the usual places where you're getting your podcast from. You can go and subscribe right now. Every Monday, she joins us from New York City. She is the legendary, our resident medical expert, Dr. Jennifer Wider. Doc, how's you? I'm good, thank you. How are you guys? Yeah. Good. The weather's been great. I got an ice cream. Oh, that's, that's always fun. Ice cream always cheers everybody up. <laughs> I think so. That should have been actually part of the lockdown you know, measures. You get delivery of ice cream every week just to keep you okay and keep you safe. By a drone, I agree. <laughs> yeah, drone yeah, delivered ice cream. Yeah, so, um, listen, Doc, we were wondering if you could shed some light on, on stuff that we had talked about last week that was a little bit, a little bit weird. There was a story doing around about a funeral in Indonesia where when they were lowering the body into the grave, right, it looked as if the hand in the coffin was waving out of them. There was a little, like, window into the coffin. Oh, God, uh, how freaky. Yeah, indeed, how freaky you're burying people. Now, the person wasn't buried alive. The person had passed away. But um, I remember coming across something... Uh, ages ago and a lot of people didn't either know this or didn't believe this based on the, the messages we were getting in last week that bodies can sometimes move where, after we have died yes this is true from a medical standpoint Whoa. what's really interesting is um, there have been notable deaths in the past where just the opposite had occurred that people were actually in a coma like state and then they were buried and this is before medical technology really could detect uh, you know, flatlining and, and mm. all sorts of other things that medical technology has evolved to do so that you can deem somebody has died. But back, and I'll share some stories before I shed light on why our bodies move after we die, but the opposite can happen where you're in a coma and your body isn't moving and you're deemed dead and then people are actually buried alive, which is insane. That's so terrifying. I'll tell you four of those notable cases, which is just horrifying. There should be like an emergency lever in these coffins <laughs> so people can pull them if they need to. But... <laughs> What's very interesting is that human corpses can actually keep moving up to a year after death. Which what? what? Mind-blowing, right? So as the body decomposes, um, the limbs of the body, specifically the limbs, and it's more uh, likely to be noticed in the arms, um, but it can occur in the legs and it can occur in other parts of the body, but the arms are the most common. They can actually twist around and turn significantly 
as they decompose. So, you know, there have been moments where people think that they see movement like they did in this Indonesian funeral, mm. when actually it's just the body decomposing uh, the way that it should. Um, and one of the reasons is because as the body decomposes, you have a lot of fibrotic tissue in the body. And initially, you know, there's, there's medical things that happen right away, right? So I'll, I'll run you through that. So if once, once the human body is no longer alive, what happens immediately after death is that all of the muscles in the body relax. And the state is a primary flaccidity state. So we don't want to mix this up with what happens if a guy's not aroused and becomes flaccid. That's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> flaccidity, this is a corpse-like flaccidity where, you know, sometimes corpses' eyes, the, the eyelids open because you're actually in a state of contraction when you close your eyes, right? So when we close our eyes, that's a contraction state. So sometimes the corpse's eyes are open. The pupils can become dilated and the limbs can be floppy, but they're going to be in a very relaxed state. So that's immediately after death. When the heart is not beating for a few minutes, the blood starts to drain from all the skin. And the sorry, Doc, your line is kind of just uh, crackling up there a little bit. Okay, sorry about that. So We kind of lost you there. That's, yeah, better, that's better, actually, yeah. Okay, so when the heart has stopped beating for a few minutes the blood starts to drain away from the smaller veins in the skin and the body can look paler. And that's why when somebody, you know, when people say you look like you saw a ghost or they, they mm. refer to a corpse as being very pale or having no color, that's the reason. The blood is draining away from the smaller veins. And the body temperature starts to go down very slowly. So it starts with two degrees in the first hour and then one degree afterwards. So... The bodies are, you know, pale and cold is what we say when, you know, we talk about dead bodies. Um, and then there can be something called a post-mortem stain. So that's when blood drains from parts of the body closest to the ground, and it can create bruises. So that's what we see, you know, in Hollywood when we talk about, like, Frankenstein or the Addams Family mm -hmm. or the Munsters. Um, those those shows or those cartoons or even Transylvania, where Adam Sandler does the voices of Selena Gomez, those bodies are made to look like this post-mortem stain in a post-mortem state. But about a third of it, about like eight hours after death, rigor mortis sets in, and that's when the body muscles stiffen. But in that state, as the body continues to decompose and mummify, for lack of a better word, yeah. Um, it can move, and the limbs become flaccid, and they can move around. And, the, you know, one of the studies that they've done came out of Australia, actually, in a decomposition research facility. It was known as the Body Farm. Would not want to oh do God. an internship there, you guys. No. <laughs> not at all. So, so they it's found, not like people um, thinking, people might think that the person might still have a bit of life left in them. Correct. That's not the case. That's right. Right. No. And that's, and that's the weird thing. That's why I wanted to bring up these cases of people before, like our medical technology reported, like that people really had no pulse and they had no, um, you know, centuries ago, they had to hold up, uh, you know, like a piece of paper underneath the nose and mouth to see if there was any steam coming out, if it were cold or try to take a pulse. But there are these notable cases in history where people looked dead, were buried and actually were still alive. So but but there isn't a chance of that, Sarah, like and that's and that's what's so interesting. So now we can tell if somebody's really dead. Like if you go into a hospital and I've seen this multiple times and it's, it's 
it's startling. You know, there are different measures that people call out time of death. So if you ever watch like Grey's Anatomy or some of those, you know, medical shows that are on TV, it's mm. pretty realistic. Like there are three three measures to tell if somebody has died. It's not an immediate call where someone, you know, is deemed dead, is in a coma, and then several days later they just walk up out of their coffin. It's pretty stringent criteria that someone has died. But centuries ago it wasn't like that. But now, you know, in these, in these body farms, in these research labs, they were taking overhead images of, cor- of corpses, and every 30 minutes the corpse would move. <laughs> and and that's where the study came out of that Cormac is citing. The study came out of this Australia facility where they were looking at movement of corpses after death and they and they looked and it was the same sort of thing. As the bodies and ligaments dry out, there's movement, particularly in the limbs. And so it it's uh you know, it, it may change the way scientists analyze these crime scenes. Um, that they may think bodies were placed in a certain position when actually they weren't. They moved after the body died. Oh, yeah. I'm going to really mess right? things up, oh, especially if so you have several weeks or several months after a body is found. Right, exactly. Like somebody's, you know, their, their arms may be crossed or up above their head or flopped over to one side. Like sometimes people, you know, a lot of these crime investigations, if you ever watch like those, you know, everybody loves those like SVU and CSI and all those shows about crime investigations. Sometimes these psycho killers put, you know, bodies in a particular position to try to lead, you know, to give a clue. But oftentimes, according to the study, like all of that is null and void because the body is going to move, you know, quite a bit after it dies. I wonder though, does it ever does does it ever happen when you know you see them put into kind of the what are they like the fridges that they're they're slid in on that you know something happens and you just hear a banging from inside it because you know something has snapped or something has moved and you would just be so petrified going in opening up that to have a look inside completely. I mean, it's really really freaky, right? So yeah, I think that's definitely true. There have been these cases where you know people have banged on their coffin. Or, uh, or there is, you know, there may be a time where you're burying somebody and you hear a thud. It may be due to, you know, the arm, like the rigidity of the arm. As it's, it's very freaky. But there are these oh, cases, so you guys, coming from all over Europe. One was in Germany, one from South Carolina, another one's from France, um, where there was this burial, um, and they are lowering the person into the ground. This one comes from France, where this French woman. Uh, not longer after, long after she was presumed dead, they lowered her body in a coffin. And 16 hours later, people reported hearing um, knocking against the coffin lid. Right? So, yeah, and they terrifying. looked at her, and it, it was exactly what we said. That there was movement coming from her limbs, just like you said. Um, and then they lit a candle under her nose and didn't see anything, and she was deemed dead. But there are other ones where they pulled them out and they've still been alive. <laughs> oh, God. Terrifying. But, Doctor, oh, if you have passed away, I've I've heard this, I don't know how true it is, that your nails still grow. So is that got anything to do there, with your nails or your hair or something? Well, and so, and so there, you know, that that's the issue. Like, there's definitely movement in the body. And normally, you know, you need, like, cells multiplying and cells dividing in order to have your nails and your hair grow. So, for example... If somebody is, this is a little more, morbid turn, but if somebody has cancer and they're on chemotherapy, right, they're, one of the reasons that people's hair falls out or their nails stop growing 
is because the medication is stopping the cells from dividing in the cancer. But unfortunately, you know, we haven't evolved and we should. Like, there are more medications on the scene, but traditional chemotherapy will target any fast dividing cells. So that's why the hair will fall out or the nails will stop growing. Um, Usually, the nails and the hair should stop growing because those are all supplied by a blood source, and that's how the cells divide. But I think within those first, you know, few moments and those first few hours, like, for sure. But I don't know if you were to, you know, bring up a corpse and have these, you know, Guinness Book of World Records nails coming out. Um, (laughs) I've never heard of anything like that. And that would be a weird competition as well, you know, (laughs) exhuming all these dead bodies going, this is Yeah, the nails are really long. Oh, God. (laughs) I'm not worried about that, but it's so creepy. I mean, if someone was knocking on a coffin, a coffin door... Oh, like, oh, you just in a church, oh. you'd want to open it and just check. Of course, of course. And there are these cases, right? There was a 19-year-old back in 1937. I pulled this case to tell you guys about. This 19-year-old French guy got into a motorcycle wreck. He was um, knocked headfirst into a brick wall, and his face was disfigured, so the parents were not allowed to view the body. So they quickly, um, they quickly, like you know, buried him and then Mm. they had no pulse. So they declared him dead. Three days later, they needed the insurance company didn't, you know, they wanted to know if this investigation, they had to claim insurance. So they had to exhume the body days later. And what was bizarre was his body was still warm and they pulled him out and he actually was in a deep coma and his body needed a diminished need for oxygen, which kept him alive. Um, And after numerous surgeries and rehab, he lived into well into no, his seventies. No. Can you imagine? Did well, anyone tell him that they buried him alive, or did they try and kind of just say nothing and hope that he'd obviously never realize because he was in a coma? The the irony of they told him because because when he when he died, he made sure he had a very stooped up security coffin. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> that had a food locker, a toilet, and a library. I'm not joking. And like a panic button. <laughs> Oh and that was God. like in the 1980s, but he lived a really long time afterwards. So, you know, you have to think of how many of these cases have occurred. These are just what we know of. So that used to be a fear of people going into a coma and being buried alive. Now, of course, our medical technology is much too sophisticated for that. But but this is just, you know, for anyone who's claustrophobic, this is like the ultimate nightmare. An absolute like nightmare. Like waking yeah. up in a coffin. Did you ever like see the movie Kill Bill? Yes. Yeah. Kill Bill. Yeah, exactly. Kill Bill with uh, Uma Thurman, yeah, and she had to, those scenes made my heart race. I'm, I'm mildly claustrophobic. She, like, woke up well, in uh, underground. Oh, yeah. God. Thanks yeah. for scaring us, though. I mean, yeah, I know, really. This is this is a good uh, Halloween topic, you guys. <laughs> it's just a little early, sure. It could be it could be October. No one has any idea what the date is, so who knows? Exactly. If I told you it's October, you'd believe me. <laughs> it's Wednesday, sometime in October. The other oh, thing I wanted to quickly mention to you guys was You know, a lot of stuff can be explained by science, like body movement after people have died. A lot of people would think like it's somebody's soul, you know, slowly leaving the body. Another weird phenomenon that we could bring up next week if we're running out of time, but is is when people are half asleep when they see something in their room that they attribute to being a ghost. Has that ever Mm. happened to you? Like waking up and seeing something? Yeah, sometimes, you know, just even for half a second when you wake up in that weird half asleep, half awake moment and you look at either like a coat hanging on the back of the door or some clothes that just suddenly resembles a face and you're like, oh my God, there's someone in the room. Totally. It can all be explained by science, which is really, really interesting because I had a, a dream. We had just put an elliptical in our bedroom 
uh, for exercise. And I had a dream and we had moved into the house that I'm in right now. I had this dream and woke up and with the curtains and the elliptical, it looked like, and I'm not even kidding, an entire colonial family from like (laughs) colonial America with like this kid holding a pinwheel waving at me. And I was like, oh my God, you know, like I saw a whole family and I really could like make out what they were wearing. And then I like blinked my eyes like 15 times and it all disappeared. And it, it was all attributed later to the like shapes of the elliptical and, the, and what they were wearing looked like the drapes in my room. Oh, that is so but it was weird. so freaky, you guys. So God, weird. That is so weird. Because I always think it will happen and it will come true. <laughs> I hate those ones. Well, listen, Sasha, when you're going to bed this evening, you can just imagine that there's a whole family of uh, wartime people sitting in your uh, <laughs> sitting at the end of your bed, just having a laugh, staring at Dog. you while you sleep, heavily breathing on you, going, oh my God, what's going on? It's not fair to say that, because I'm the only one here that's living on their own. Yeah, oh, no, God. At least, yeah, exactly. But this makes yeah. it funner for, for me anyway, to just make sure that you're... My, uh, my, brother, <laughs> my brother gets one with like large um, spiders on his bed weird. oh that's freaky isn't that weird and then yeah. he blinks his eyes and they go away but oh, people they, they have this but alright Sarah I'm gonna I'll, I'll just break it down for you very quickly it's called a hypnagogic hallucination and it's all explained by science so it's a certain stage of sleep that you're in it's more likely you know the, the funny thing is this all occurs when people see ghosts in their room it always occurs either when they're just falling asleep or just waking up right so if a ghost were actually there or some sort of freaky thing, it would occur like it's not going to pick right when you're falling asleep or right when you're waking up. It would be present all the time. And we've had people come on to, you know, Sirius XM in New York City, like telling us all these real ghost stories. And I'm not going to poo-poo that because, you know, if people believe in that, that's fine. Like, I'm not going to sit here and tell you not. But if you're if you're just waking up or just falling asleep, it's most likely this hallucination that yeah. is a specific state of sleep in your sleep cycle that makes you feel like something that you sense is real. And it can occur with vision. It's most likely vision, but it can be also sound and believe it or not, smell, which is very strange. And it's more common in teenagers and young adults. Um, and it's more common if you drank the night before. You both are in oh, trouble weird. there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that explains the a dreams lot. will be warped tonight. My God. Um Cool. Well, listen, um, as I said, we're kind of running out of time and we could definitely follow up and talk a little bit more about that maybe uh, next week or whenever we get you back on if you're not too busy. But listen, uh, Dr. Wider, thanks a million um, for popping on, as always, clearing up some of those misconceptions or maybe even myths or legends about people coming back uh, back to life in the grave that might just be right, exactly. breaking down yes. and decomposing. <laughs> so, so if you haven't already, go follow Dr. Wider on uh, social media, on Twitter, Instagram, all the usual places, at Dr. Wider. And listen, Doc, we will chat you again very soon. Thanks for coming on. Thanks so much guys want flexibility take yoga want flexibility with your health insurance check out united healthcare insurance plans underwritten by golden rule insurance company they offer flexible budget-friendly medical dental and vision coverage that may be right for you more at uh1.com when you make decisions for your company you look for the no-brainers and if you have a lot of mailing to do stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. 
Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.